0: Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas. La Vegas functions on a twenty-four hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Mirage, Riviera, Mirage, Flamingo, Sahara, the MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck! The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas! Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. The Tropicana is a unique property in the evolution of Las Vegas. When ownership was consolidating all over the city, it managed to remain independent, relatively speaking. When older properties on the Strip were imploded so new projects could replace them, Tropicana remained and instead was reimagined. Step inside and it's clear this is not another super casino. The property has been able to capture the charm of old Vegas while evolving to keep up with modern tastes. The perpetual David to the corporate Goliaths that dominate the Strip landscape, Tropicana stands as a beacon of hope That there will always be an option in the market working hard to take care of guests in ways only independent competition can, even if it requires the protection of antitrust regulations to do so. Ben Jaffe bought 40 acres of land on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Bond Road with plans to build the finest hotel casino in the world. Despite being part owner of the Fountain Blue in Miami Beach, at the time of the announcement, It was clarified that the vegas resort would not be a branch of that brand taylor construction the people who just two years earlier built the riviera their first hotel casino in vegas would be the company tasked with building the tropicana their career portfolio would go on to include caesar's palace stratosphere as well as the distinction of building the largest hotel in the world four times first with the international then bally's then the mgm grand and most recently the Venetian Palazzo complex. Ground broke on the 12th Strip Casino in 1955. At a cost of $15 million, the Tropicana opened April 4th, 1957, and was coined the Tiffany of the Strip. The hotel buildings were designed to resemble a necklace using a Y shape to maximize efficiency. Guests were given the option of four different room decors, French Provincial, Far East, Italian Renaissance, in Drexel. Each had their own veranda looking out across the $80,000 landscape and the formal gardens surrounding the scalloped-edged Olympic-sized pool located in the center of the courtyard. To ensure guests of the property received prompt service, the Tropicana initially staffed more than one employee per guest. The Shore was built right off the casino floor, making it the first thing patrons saw when they walked in. Drawing people to the area, was Tropicana's roadside marquee, a 60-foot-tall tulip-shaped fountain measuring 110 feet in diameter and consisting of large and small petals that flash rose and aqua neon in opposite directions at night. But the tulip was more than just another Vegas marquee. It was a clever use of ornamentation built to hide a water-cooling tower that was located at the front of the property. The Tropicana appeared to be a success the moment it opened. However, not even a month after, it would become the center of the first concrete evidence the federal government had to tie organized crime to casinos in Las Vegas. While the attack didn't kill him, he did receive a head wound and was rushed to the hospital. While preparing Costello for doctors to work on, a handwritten note was found in his pocket. It said, "Gross casino win as of 4:26:57, 651,284." It was the exact gambling take of the Tropicana on April 26, 1957. Once it was determined that at least portions of the note were written by Tropicana's gaming license owner on record, Louis Lettier, his license was promptly revoked, and he was forced to sell his stake in the property. It's unclear if the controversy or the lack of experience running a casino was the cause of the problems that followed the property. But by 1960, claiming lucky gamblers took $20,000 to $30,000 from them at the tables, the Tropicana closed for a few hours. It reopened after receiving a cash infusion of half a million dollars from new casino manager J.K. Households, a veteran Vegas casino owner. In 1931, when Households Jr. was only eight years old, His father was approved for one of the first gaming licenses in Vegas after gambling was re-legalized in the state. The license was for a property on Fremont, a former smokehouse converted into a casino. Its name, the Las Vegas Club. The Housel's family would own stakes in multiple Vegas properties over the years, including the El Cortez, the Desert Inn, and the Tropicana. In 1959, Housel's Jr. bought Jaffe's shares in the Tropicana although Jaffe would retain ownership in the land the property was located on. Also during this time, a Vegas entertainment icon would set up residency at the property. The topless show, Follies Brigere. Follies would call Tropicana its home for almost 50 years before closing in 2007. With the property's reputation restored, it was ready to expand. In 1961, the Tropicana added an 18-hole golf course and country club across the street from the property, on the land now home to the MGM Grand. Citing a desire to focus on his downtown properties though, in 1968, Housel sold the Tropicana to Trans Texas Airways. To keep up with the expanding competition in the market, especially from the recently opened Stardust, new owners added the Superstar Theater, as well as Nevada's first indoor tennis pavilion at the property's country club. However. Neither did much to give Tropicana an edge. Next, with plans to expand the hotel, new investors were brought in. One of them was Sammy Davis Jr., making him the first African-American to own a share in a strip resort. In September of 1979, the 22-story, 600-room Tiffany Tower was opened as part of a $20 million expansion. Today, the Tiffany Tower is known as the Paradise Tower. The tower featured an atrium with a three-level shopping arcade, home to 100 restaurants and specialty shops. Aside from increasing their room inventory to 1,150, it introduced the iconic stained glass ceiling the Tropicana is famous for today. The project was patterned after the stained glass ceiling that existed at the Hibernia Bank of San Francisco in the 1880s. Running the length of the main gaming floor, the feature cost over a million dollars to create and contains more than 4,000 square feet of leaded stained glass. Almost immediately, the project ran into issues with Tropicana's massive air conditioning and heating units located on the roof of the casino. The vibrations they emitted when running made installing glass to the ceiling virtually impossible. So instead, after seven months of development, they created a system that would suspend the glass from the ceiling, creating a barrier between the two allowing the vibrations to happen around the glass while not in direct contact with them. Another concern the project had to address was the noise. If the ceiling was located too low to the gaming activity below, it would amplify the noise to unacceptable levels. Thirteen and a half feet above the floor was determined to be the sweet spot. A casualty of the renovations was the Tulip Tower Marquee, removed to make room for the Tiffany Tower. In 1979, Two months after the new tower opened, Ramada Hotels bought the Tropicana for $80 million. In 1985, plans to renovate Tropicana into the island of Las Vegas were revealed. It wasn't a proposed name change, but rather an expansion project for virtually everything at the property, including building a new hotel tower. The most notable change would be creating a five-acre water park in the middle of the two hotel towers. In 1986, Tropicana opened the 21-story hotel tower named the Island Tower. While their plans for an actual water park never came to be, they did develop a more elaborate version of the pool area, and the strip frontage adopted a Polynesian theme complete with two Aku Aku god statues, each 35 feet tall and weighing 300,000 pounds. Tropicana began to promote themselves as Paradise Found and introduced the world's first swim-up blackjack game. This version of the pool is almost identical to the version guests get to enjoy at the property today. In 1988, when plans for what would become known as the Mirage were revealed, Tropicana attempted to sue We hope you've enjoyed this premium content preview. For access to the rest of this episode, as well as all the premium content we offer, go to patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to the enhanced version of the podcast, often with bonus content, Exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com.